Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm so excited for our guest today. He is like this amazing plethora of knowledge when it comes to digital marketing and social media, and I knew who he was before we even chatted, and his YouTube videos like kept popping up on next to watch, like when I would Google something and I'm trying to learn something. And so then we both spoke at a a pod fest thing, and then I got the opportunity to be on his podcast. And so we have finally found time for him to join our podcast. So I'm so excited for you guys to meet him because you all ask these hard questions about social media and digital marketing, and he knows what he's doing. It's, it's amazing. So Mark, welcome to the show. Angela, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you again. The first time we chatted on the After Hours Entrepreneur on my show, I learned so much. And I just think that these conversations are so valuable. I cannot wait to get into it and talk shop. I love it. So I know when when you and I both started social media, it it didn't exist. Like now people are going to school for it. But before we hop into the whole like YouTuber, social media stuff, podcasting, can you share a little bit about your background and like what even got you into the whole content creation, social media excitement? Yeah. There was a point, Angela, where I recognized that social media is your storefront. Social media is the way that humans communicate, right? And this, it's amazing how far things have evolved over the last 20 years. I I was talking to a friend of mine. What if we had had social media back when we were in high school? Like our lives would look completely different. And the reality is that communication is evolving really rapidly. And if you're not evolving with that, if you're not learning the new trends, the new technologies, you're going to be left behind, period. And it's it's something that- You got to keep up. You have to. And and it's very, very difficult. Um, So I recognize this at a certain point. I've been working in the insurance industry for over a decade, managing an office, day-to-day operations. And I wanted something new. I wanted something fresh. I, I looked at where my life was headed and I said, we need to make some changes. Uh, and I went to a, I tried a bunch of different things, Angela. I, I looked at opening up my own personal agency. I looked into book writing. I looked into going back to school to get my master's degree. I, I looked into a bunch of different things, probably a dozen different things. But there was this moment and I I went to this success resources seminar, right, where there's a bunch of hype and whatnot, but I specifically went, Tony was, Tony Robbins was there and Gary Vaynerchuk was there. I really wanted to see Gary, love love his content. And there's something interesting about Gary and about the way that communication works in that you can hear something over and over and over again, but if you hear it from the right person at the right time in the right place, it's just like a light bulb goes off and I'll give you the PG version of what he said. (laughs) 
his closing remarks of his 10 minute keynote were make more content expletive, right? Make more Please. content. And it was like, that's it. That is what I need to be doing. I need to be creating more content online. And it kind of set me off on this path of how can we make more content in less time? And that's what kind of set off my path. And if y'all follow Gary V, because I like him because he's raw and he's real, but it's like every other word is fuck. <laughs> and, but he is so passionate when it like comes to all of this. And sometimes I look at his stuff and I'm like, do you do, do you literally have a phone in your face 24 seven? Like, do you ever sleep? But his message is very consistent. And it, it, I always hear, even to today, I hear him say like, create more content, create more content. And so it does a lot for your business and your brand. And so you started to make more content and then you ended up with a company, like with a whole agency to help people with their content. So was that in the cards when you heard that message, like create more content? I, I honestly know. And, and that's kind of what's interesting about life and about new technologies. When you keep trying new things, you keep opening up new doors. You never know what's going to be behind that door. And sometimes exciting things can manifest themselves when you keep taking these shots. So when I, I again, I realized I need to create more content. I need to build my personal brand. And I, I wasn't sure exactly where things were going to go, but I just started creating content and I revolved it all around fatherhood. Fatherhood is something I'm very passionate about. I got two kids and I think that fatherhood is just very important to the development of children, education, and all, all that. And so I started in that path. I, I started a podcast called The Awesome Dad Show. I have a fairly large Facebook group for dads called The Awesome Dad Group. And I started all these different things. But what I recognized, Angela, is that as I kept opening doors, I recognized after one year of creating content, people aren't paying me for fatherhood advice. People are, are paying me to help them with their social media, to help them with their podcast. I'm like, okay, we need to, we need to pivot. We need to pivot. And so at that point, I said, we're going to start creating content that's more targeted towards entrepreneurship, digital media creation. And the After Hours Entrepreneur was effectively born at that time. So did you decide, so y'all, and we'll put this in the show notes, like you got to go listen, your, your podcasts are awesome. And then your YouTube is amazing. And, and all the people that you have on it too, and all the tips, did you decide at the same time, like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to do a YouTube channel and we're going to grow it at the same time. Or was that something where the podcast came first and then the YouTube came? Cause I know a lot of people are listening right now or watching and they're like, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a YouTube. And they're like, am I too late? And I'm like, why do you think they're late? Like there is no start time and end time people like, and there's no good time, but it, it does take focus. So I'm interested to know, did you launch both at the same time or what was your strategy for that? This is a great question. And I don't recommend trying everything at the same time. Okay. Just as a, a quick warning, uh, because mm. I think that when you really get focused on one or two platforms and really get to know and understand that your growth is going to be much faster. But for me, I was trying a lot of different things at once, right? So I had a Facebook group, I had a Facebook page, I was on Instagram, uh, I set up my Twitter account, right? So I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm doing a lot of different things. And then 
to answer your question, I was kind of playing with YouTube. I was recording videos. I was uploading them. I wasn't totally invested though in the search engine optimization, the titles and the keywords and the tagging and the thumbnails and the time of day and all the stuff that goes into maximizing a YouTube channel. But what I really wanted to learn was the art of communication and build up my network with amazing people like yourself, right? And to, to be frank, I think that everybody that has a podcast should strongly consider putting it on YouTube. There's some really, really powerful things on YouTube. It is the second largest search engine on the web. And I'll give you a perfect example. I've, I've posted you know, oh, well over a hundred videos on my main channel, Mark's Font Media. And it, you know, at the time when he first started out, I wasn't getting a lot of views, you know, 10 views here, five views there. And then all of a sudden I had this video that YouTube said, this is a good video. We want to keep showing this to people. And now it's, it's been shown to over half a million people wow. and never would have happened if I didn't take that lunge and just start trying and learning. And, and, and again, I think that that's the core message I just want to get across to everybody. You need to continue to try new things. New things are coming up every day. And if, you, if you're not setting aside and budgeting your time in trying these new things, you're, you're missing out on the intense reach that you can get when you're trying new things. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. Like, I don't think people realize. And again, like, even before I really understood YouTube or really got into the whole podcasting, like when I first started a podcast, it was somebody else's idea. And he was like, you need a podcast. They produced it. The company edited, they did all these things. And then after about three years, I'm like, okay, we're going to pivot out of B2B wedding and events and do more into business owners, entrepreneurs, and still stay B2B. But I didn't have to be stuck in this like wedding and event niche, like all the process processes, procedures, you know, the four P's like it can apply to anybody's business. It didn't have to be in the creative world. And so then we ended up taking it in house and started to really study the analytics, what was working, what's not working. How can we help our audience? We can completely shifted the business model to always think with the audience in mind first, like yes. what's going to help them. And then when we started interviewing people, we could always tell in the analytics and the grid of like what people want to hear about. And then also people would engage with our content and ask us questions. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to understand is because a lot of the people that asks like, and say, Oh, can we be interviewed? Can we, can we be on your podcast? Like I I'm all, I'm like, yes, I want to talk to everybody. I want to know everything. And then my coach had to remind me and say, no, Angela, like you need to always think about like, what is your audience need? If you want to connect with that person on your own time and learn on your own time, that's fine. But sometimes people aren't ready for things that you're going to talk about. And then it just causes confusion. And then you can see it happening in the analytics. So that was really important. And I know that you have some like growth tactics, like when it comes to specifically podcasting stuff, which YouTube's different. So I, I do want to ask you about that, but for people listening who have a message and they're like, should I do a podcast? Should I not do a podcast? And now we have competing audio apps like clubhouse, mm -hmm. which you, I think you're the one that you like put it in all when you're doing your podcast, it's, it's on clubhouse. Is that right? 
I love Clubhouse. Clubhouse yeah. is the, in, which, talking about trying new things. Clubhouse is a, is a huge, huge win for anyone that's trying to either learn or deliver value to people, deliver message. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually, it's a great, that's a great point. And that's kind of been the next evolution in my podcast and the After Hours Entrepreneur is now I'm starting to record episodes live in Clubhouse. I do a weekly room every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. And last week, I actually recorded the entire room and me and my team are putting together some really, really cool content where we're going to feature some of the questions and some of the answers that occurred during the episode. And, and I'm going to do some overlay. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it rolls out. One of the one of the problems that I identified, though, Angela, with Clubhouse is that it can be a bit of a time suck. Okay. Yeah. And there, not a lot of people have two hours to go and sit in a room and listen to an entire room go live. So I'm looking at a few different options to try to resolve that. But one of the ways that I'm solving that now is me and my team are putting together very concise notes from our sessions. Okay. And I've had a lot of success with my newsletter and with my podcast itself. So basically every Friday I do a quick, like 10 to 15 minute recap of the top things that I learned during the week on Clubhouse and people are loving it because now they don't have That's to awesome. sit in a two to three hour room. They get 15, 15 minutes. They get in all everything they need. And That's brilliant. And, yeah, That's so very smart. Excited about it. That is so smart. So, it, but I don't know. Do you think that Clubhouse is kind of going to compete with podcasting or like you? I mean, you just roll it right into the new thing. But do you think people see that as a competitor at all? So this is a great, a great question. And it's complicated, right? Because anything that's competing for our attention is competing with the other things that had had our attention previously, right? And so it's not a, let me put this out there, right? It's not a replacement for podcasts. Sure. To me, it's a supplement. They're different things, right? I think of, I, I think of Clubhouse as almost, and it can take on different sorts of room types, right? But I think of it almost like a call-in radio show where you've got a radio you've got four or five or six personalities that are experts in a particular field. And then people can call in with their questions. They can get, they can get quick wins. And Angela, this is to me why clubhouse is such an amazing place for podcast creators is because you're able to get people quick wins in real time, very quickly. And what, and it solves also one of the biggest challenges that we have as podcasters in that it's very hard to get feedback from people. It's really difficult for someone to listen yeah. to an episode and leave feedback, what they like, what they don't like, what their thoughts are. But in Clubhouse, you get it right away. You know, as soon as someone hears you say something, they're like, wow, Mark, that's brilliant. Give me more. And then because you gave them a quick win and you help solve a quick problem for them, now they're hungry for more. So now they want to listen to your podcast. Now they want to sign up for your newsletter. Now they want to follow you on Instagram. I'll tell you this, the more time I spend on Clubhouse, the more I see my Instagram, my YouTube, and my podcast, my everything grows when I spend time in Clubhouse. But you have to be smart about the time you spend there. Do you block time on your calendar for like certain things? Like, do you look at the calendar to see like, because I know on Clubhouse, I taught a class on it the other day. All the girls, it was at a women's co-working space. They all are like, this is another thing. <laughs> Shit, it's another thing. Like, do I really need to be on this? And I'm like, it depends on your audience. Like it depends on your goals. Like, 
you know, different people are going to show up differently on, on these apps. I said, for me, I, I don't go into just random rooms. You know, I look and I'm like, do I want to learn something or if I'm going to speak in a room and it goes on my calendar. Otherwise it is I actually I had to turn my notifications off because it was just, it was kind of draining my battery. I mean, I've got my, a lot of my notifications turned off anyway. And then I look at it at the end of the day, but it kept like vibrating throughout the day. And I'm like, this is too much. I'll go and look at it once a week and see what's coming up. I, not that that's probably the smartest thing, but from, from, like you said, a productivity perspective, it can be a rabbit hole, a time suck. And most of it, I feel like all this, all the stuff that I've jumped on has been really good. Like I learned something every time that I'm on there, but like being intentional with that time is really, really important. So do you, do you actually block time or how do you, how do you manage like what you're going to get when you're going to go on to clubhouse? Well, I host several rooms typically, mm -hmm. and one room that I'm very consistent on is Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern. There's not a ton of competition. We get a lot of people in there. I'm meeting a lot of uh, people as well. But one of the cool things about Clubhouse, there's no texting within the app. So the connections that you make in Clubhouse don't stay in Clubhouse. Not like Las Vegas, right? What happens in Clubhouse doesn't stay in Clubhouse. It goes everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So now I'm creating this huge community and network of people on LinkedIn, on WhatsApp. I'm getting cell phone numbers. I'm connecting with some of the top influencers. This week, I had Jasmine Starr on my podcast. She's great. Um, oh, she's, inc she's incredible. She's incredible. Uh, I had Benji Travis from Video Influencers. He's got like 5 billion YouTube views or something. Um, I've connected with Sean Cannell, Roberto Blake. I mean the cream of the crop when it comes to creators, yes. creators that I've been really wanting to connect with, I'm able to connect with them in clubhouse. And then guess what? If you say something that's interesting, like this Mark guy, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Then you're open to having a conversation on Instagram or a phone call. And it's, it's so powerful, the network that you can build on a platform like this. So I host that one room. And then at this point, I've been, you know, people are starting to recognize that you know, I kind of understand how Clubhouse works and people, I have a pretty strong following there. I think I'm almost up to 5,000 followers on the platform, which for a new platform, you know, it's pretty That's good. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. And now the, the other cool thing about Clubhouse is it's all about collaborations and moderations, right? Or moderating collaborations. Yep. So if someone's hosting a great room, they DM me and they say, hey, Mark, I'm hosting a room on Wednesday from two to three. Can you join? And I check my calendar and I'll join. And even if I can't be very proactive, I can at least sit there. I can support them by being there sure. and they appreciate that. And, and you still have that, that, what's the word I'm looking for? There's still something that happens. People are still going to follow you. They're still going to connect mm -hmm. with you if you have a good bio. And if you're, if you're in there with the right people, you get the halo effect of being next to other people that are experts in their space. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, would you say, like, do you have your top three things to like, if you want to start a podcast and you want to grow your podcast is like, do this, this and get on clubhouse and provide value. And it's going to help grow your podcast. Like, is that in your top three things? <laughs> I would say that for me in 2021 Q2, 
Clubhouse is one of the best places to grow your your reach and to meet new people and to grow your network, period, in, in, in my opinion, for me. But to our point before, you kind of got to be smart about your time, which again is why, this is one of the reasons why I love doing what we're doing now, right? Because this video piece of content can be distributed over two to three dozen uh, podcast hosts. We can chop up clips for Instagram, for Facebook, for LinkedIn, for TikTok. You know, you can create so much great content from this. But one of the problems that people have with Clubhouse specifically is you're there and then it's gone. Poof, gone. It's poof, right? It's it's yes. just gone. But in the, you got to read the terms of service, but you can actually what I'm starting to experiment again is recording those clubhouse experiences, getting my audience and my listeners involved, actually contributing. They're a part of the podcast. Now they're a part of what we're building at the after hours entrepreneur. And it's, it's just a way of getting people more involved because to me, I think that's one of the best ways to grow your band brand. You get people excited about you, about what you're doing. They're getting involved They're It's not just about you. It's about the, the mission, the brand itself. And to me, I think Clubhouse is extremely powerful. Words, communication are, are so, so powerful. And I'm just trying to develop some systems to help people so they can go into Clubhouse, they can record it, and they can leverage that recording for more and more content. So it doesn't just feel like it's poof gone. It's like, okay, we did it. It was a great experience. And now people can listen to it in perpetuity, whether that's via your podcast or Patreon or a WAV or um, you know, a waveform audiogram, something like that, experimenting with different things. So stay tuned. Which is awesome. Like I haven't even thought, I, I don't know if some people say in the beginning, which I have heard somebody say before, like there's no recording, like once this is gone, this is gone. Yeah. Um, so like you said, check the terms and conditions, <laughs> but I haven't even thought of like recording it and then like repurposing it off of there. And I'm sure you have to have a board or something. You can't just like, I, I, what are your thoughts on like having really good audio in clubhouse? Like I know you use like the whole mic and the headphones and they get up some of the people that I've been on with in clubhouse, I would say their audio is not great. And, you know, they're just using their um, earbuds and then if there's background noise, you can hear it. So do you think that you know, when you ask podcasters, they're like, audio is king. It is everything. I don't know. YouTube videos may be a little bit different. I don't know. But what, what are your thoughts on like the, the whole audio setup for Clubhouse? Great question and great point. Audio, is, audio quality is really important. 10 years ago, you get away with crappy audio on your podcast, but now there's a lot of competition. So you need to be able to stand out. You got, you got to at least be able to sound good. In my experience, the just I, in, in frankly, I typically when I'm on Clubhouse, historically, I would just use my iPad on speaker, right? And I would just talk, actually, it's my daughter's iPad. I just <laughs> steal her iPad because I'm a Android user. Uh, so I'd steal oh. her iPad. I bring it up to my room, to my little cave um, and or my office, or whatever I'm listening. And, you know, I just put it on speaker. And to me, mm -hmm. I found the audio to be, to be quite good, good. To your point, to level up, you know, now I've got a Rodecaster Pro that yep. hooks into my iPad. It hooks into my mic. I've got the little sound effects that I can I can do. And you really need some sort of hardware to record in there, which is an investment, which is an investment. Uh, however, I, I recognized back a few months ago that, hey, this is special. 
we have a chance to do something new and unique here. I'm going to invest and we're going to get to recording because there's some really powerful things that we can do. And I want to, once you find something and it, you're finding that it works, you keep trying things, you got to go deep. You got to go hard on what's actually working. You got to be able to recognize it. And if you're not trying new things, if you're not staying open-minded, you're going to miss it. And now I just read something where Clubhouse has opened a way for people to monetize their content on there. So do you, have you experimented with that yet? Yeah. So I've activated my payment or I've at least applied for it. I don't know if I've been approved yet. I don't expect a ton of payments there, but it's, it's, it could be interesting to say the way this evolves, right? If you have a large club or if you want to bring on some key speakers, you could do certain like insider events where, Hey, you want to join our special event. It's, 50 bucks to join the audio experience or the event, right? This, these virtual events are happening, believe it or not. You also could potentially open up the opportunity to be paid to do coaching, right? Because in Clubhouse, you can open up just one-on-one -on -one rooms with people, right? So for example, if Jane Smith is listening to my Clubhouse, he's like, wow, Mark knows what he's doing. Let me invite him to a private room and I'll pay him 10 bucks or 15 bucks or, or whatever the amount is. Um, but I have seen some hosts that have been successful in doing a call to action to get payments. I, honestly, I, I haven't really gotten too deep in asking for payments. I, I, I try to generate income in other ways. If someone wants sure. to donate money, that's fine. But right now, I'm more excited about building my club, building my community, and again, giving people quick wins. Give, you got to give people quick wins. If you can solve someone's problem like it, very quickly, they're going to love you forever. And so that's really more what I'm focused on. I'm kind of more focused on the long game rather than, you know, can I, can I make, how can I make five, you know, how can I make 20 bucks off this room? Right. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not quite, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. Right? But right now I'm, I'm more focused on helping people. Um, and if people want to, you know, throw me a few bucks, that's great. Not well, and that's, I mean, it's awesome because it's like mission purpose value first, yeah. and then the money comes like it does come, but you've got to create the value first and right. show people that, you know, what you're talking about. And the other thing with like the crossover on the apps, it's so funny because I've seen these really funny TikToks and and, you know, on my for you page and people are like, how the hell are you verified? Like they're talking <laughs> to another creator, you know, with the little check mark. And I've seen some of the funniest things. One girl recently, she was like, newsflash. There are other things outside of TikTok, such as Instagram. And if you're verified on one platform, you get it for all of them. And so it's just like some of these people that they don't cross over in, in, in the platforms. And I mean, I love that because that's why we do need to show up in different platforms because not everybody is going to cross over. So the people that you find that really listen to your podcast, switching over to talk about YouTube a little bit, do you find that there is a crossover for your audience at all? Well, yes, yes. I mean, for sure there is. I mean, if you're in the digital media space, you at least need to be aware of the way these things, these things work. And, you know, some of my, some of my clients, some of my, my fans, you know, they're not interested in YouTube, mm -hmm. right. But 
and, and that's okay. YouTube is a whole different beast. It's a whole other animal. And like I said before, I think probably the best thing you should do, at least when you're starting out in digital media is just focus on two, but really go hard on two platforms, but chart out some time for these other platforms, right? So really focus hard on two, make sure that you've saved your profile on multiple platforms to your point, you know, and just don't be afraid to experiment. In, in my opinion though, Angela, once you've started getting down to those two and once you've started to build some momentum there, I really feel like you need to have some presence on these other platforms as well. Maybe it isn't quite as hard because you never know when an algorithm is going to get killed or a new feature is going to open up. So I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say you were going all in on LinkedIn, 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 which is a great place to go all in on. Great place. Yeah. And you said, Instagram, it's mature there. I'm not getting any reach there. It's not working. Well, all of a sudden Instagram releases reels and you can get 10 to 20 times the reach on an Instagram reel. Plus you can repurpose that TikTok video that you shot. You know, you, you take the TikTok that you post it to an Instagram reel and then all of a sudden you're getting much more reach. So I think it's important to diversify because these algorithms are changing, new features are opening up and you could really be rewarded. These, these companies love to reward people trying the new features. You get massively rewarded when you try the new features. So what are your thoughts on YouTube shorts? I'm, I'm bullish. I'm bullish. I think it's something that everybody should be playing with because it's, it's, you know, kind of re going back to the very beginning of our conversation, the way that we communicate with human beings is changing. It's so different. Like when I was in high school, I, I didn't even have a flip phone. I didn't even have a beeper. I, I, didn't I don't either. even know how I had we, a beeper. I, I don't even beeper. know how we found each other. You know, I'm thinking back, right. like, how did we know we were supposed to go? So I remember pulling, I remember going on a road trip. You had to print up, a map, you had to print up your map quest notes as to where you wanted to go. Right. Yep. <laughs> that's only like, that was high school, right? That's only 10 to 20 years ago. That's not that far. What do you think we're going to be in another 10 to 20 years? Right. So with that tangent out of the way, short form vertical video is hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. And if you're smart about the way that you create these video, these short form vertical videos, you can repurpose them for multiple places at once. You get a ton of value for your time. So what, what I've been really working on with my clients and with my team is I'll sit down once a week or, you know, once a month even for let's say 30 minutes and I'll record a few vertical short form videos. I'll send it my team. They edit it. And then either my team or, or myself or whomever can go, we can post it to TikTok. We can post it to an Instagram reel. We can post it to our stories. We can go over to LinkedIn and we can post it there. So all of a sudden that 30 to 40 minutes of time that I spent recording some quick videos is hours and hours and hours of content, right? So it's this power of repurposing purposefully, if that makes sense. And I, I want to, I want you to really share, because before we started recording, you were saying, you're telling me like, by doing this, it's really changed my life. And yeah. again, a lot of people <laughs> work with and And when I teach these things, like I taught a TikTok class, I did a clubhouse a class. And then again, there, people are like, oh my God, it's just another thing. You and I live in creating content land. Like it is what we do. We, we carve out the time and we show up like in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different forms, in a lot of different platforms, yeah. but you can't do it alone. 
And so I'd love for you to share, and you just said it, like you, you spend 30 minutes ish, you know, a week, or sometimes I'll do it. Like I'll spend a day doing all my videos and even so much to where I'm like, okay, I used to care a lot about everything being like perfect in terms of like horizontal vertical. So it's like, I would use my computer camera and then have my iPhone in vertical. And then I'd have my iPad where all the cameras kind of lined up. So I'm yes. just saying it one time. And then it's like, I mean, I'm totally like having a lot of different tech things going on at once, but then it's like, it's fine. And then I got a little smarter and I'm like, okay, if I use a different kind of camera and I do it in horizontal, then you can crop it in to do it vertical. And it's a better, you know, all of this, but not everyone that owns a business that needs to create content is in content land. Like we are, you know, with clients too, because we both are like wash, rinse, repeat. So what is something like you were telling me earlier, what is something that you would tell people about you don't have to do everything yourself. Like what are some yeah. tips there? Well, you, you can't. And I, I, I think that's why I started this, this agency, Mark Savant Media, because most business owners don't want to spend two to three hours a day or five hours a week, just posting to Instagram and engage. People don't want to do that. All they want to do is make sure that they don't fall behind, that they're not forgotten. And the reality is that What's the first thing that you're going to do when you hear about a new business? I'm going to go Google it. I'm going to Google it. I want to see what their reviews are. Oh, they have YouTube videos. Let's check that out. Oh, they have a, they have an Instagram. So I think that business owners understand that, you know, postcards and billboards are like, that's kind of a thing of the past, you know, even TV ads. Like when's the last time you actually watched a TV ad? Like a long, I don't, yeah, I don't really watch TV. It's, it's on Netflix if I want to see it. Right. Or you record it and then you, yes. you watch it later so you can fast forward. Right. So to your, to your, to your question here, business, business owners and people, you don't want to spend all your time learning all this stuff. And it's always changing to your point. There's always a new thing. What you want to do is you want to hire people or a team that can actually do it for you. So you don't have to learn how many hashtags is right for LinkedIn this week. Your, your team has got it. Right. And so at the end of the day, you need to, to, to take a step back and say, do I want to do what I love? And or do I want to do what I love? Or do I want to do something I don't like that's necessary? You know, and as a business owner, there are going to be things you have to do that you don't like. But if you can hire someone, you, you stop trading your time, but you're just trading a little bit of money. And, and I think that's the best thing that we can invest in is invest in yourself, invest in yourself, invest in your business. Stop investing in, in Dogecoin or whatever else you're investing in this. Invest in yourself. And, I, and I, I, I just can't stress enough. My life completely changed when I hired my first VA, my first virtual assistant. And now I've got six team members, you know, and it's, we're, we're, we're going to the moon, baby. We're going to the moon. Which is so awesome. And as far as YouTube though, I would, I, as we like wrap up, but I really want you to tell people like, how you grew your channel because it, and you're, you, you get amazing people on there. And like you said, you're just showing up and you're connecting with people. Yeah. The worst they can do is not respond or say no, like yeah. what's going to happen. I think a lot of people are just afraid to ask sometimes because they see these big numbers and then they get super intimidated. And then people are like, 
but you're actually like a nice, I'm like, we are all real people (laughs) and we are all here to help. Otherwise, I mean, most of our mission is the whole reason we're doing these things is to help people. And so people who don't reach out and ask, then we wouldn't have any people to talk to. So I don't, I don't know why people like come up with this head trash of, well, I thought you were going to be like this and you were going to be like, it was, I mean, you're really not. And I'm like, yes, people who, who have podcasts and channels want to help people. They're nice. Most of them, like they're nice people. I've only had good experience. I haven't had really bad experiences, but how did you build that community on YouTube? If someone is listening, who's trying to do YouTube or wanting to have a YouTube channel? I mean, you just got to start posting. You just got to hit record and you just got to post it. I think the we have an epidemic of self-doubt going on now. And yeah. I think social media has a lot to do with that, right? Because you, you log on and you're like, wow, she is so pretty and she looks so much better than me. Or he has so many more followers. Oh, I can never be as cool as that guy. But you just got to believe in yourself. You got to just go ahead and post it. And you know, cut out the negativity, cut out the people that aren't helping you. You know what I mean? And, and I don't mean like people that aren't paying you money or giving you money, cut out the people that are draining you. They're saying that'll never work. It'll never happen. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a friend of mine when I first started my, my fatherhood show, the, which is now the awesome dad show. And his, you know, when I told him, Hey, I've started this new podcast. I have this group, come check it out. I'd love if you check it out. And, and what he said to me was, you're not qualified. You don't know anything about father. You don't know anything about that. And I was like, okay, I, you can go this way. I'm going to go this way. And I, I didn't, I don't, I don't care. I don't right. care. I just don't care, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you got to look at your life in this, in this, with it, the perspective that it's, it's not going to last forever. You have to make moves now. And I love this quote by Bill Gates in that people always overestimate what they can accomplish in one year. And then they underestimate what they can do in 10, you know? And, and I think this is a reason why a lot of people bail, you know, they, they start posting and they don't get the results that they wanted in that first year. And they're like, this isn't working. I'm going to go, you know, work that job that I, that I, that I don't really want to do. Right. But you, you got to seek the course. You got to stay true to yourself. And, I just want to give one more quick story that I, th- I think is was really powerful. This was a the kind of a turning point in my life. I was going to visit my grandfather. He's, you know, he's 90 years old. I go to visit my grandfather and he says, Mark, I want to talk to you. He comes, he sits me down next to his easy chair and he pulls out this big red binder. I'm like, what's going on here? What's happening? Starts flipping through the pages, like showing me these old newspaper clippings and, you know, how he was a coach for this basketball team and how he used to work in Kentucky and this house and all this different things that he did in his life. You know, this is my sister. And this is the house we lived in when I was five and all these things. And there was this, there was this aha moment where I was like, I'm going to have to do this one day. And what do I want my scrapbook to look like? And that's why I want to challenge everyone. What do you want your scrapbook to look like? Do you want to look and, 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 and there's no wrong answer to this. Right. But you have to ask yourself the question of what you want your scrapbook to look like. And when you start looking at it with that perspective, time starts to mean more to you. And it it's that for me was a huge mindset shift. 
Yeah. It's, it, and it's so good. Like I think, I mean, my, my dad has passed you know, he, with cancer, like a lot of, a lot of people, but he had so many crazy, amazing stories, you know, 30 years undercover drug detective. And he would selectively tell us specific stories depending on what we were like getting in trouble for. (laughs) (laughs) And, but I remember as a kid, like growing up in night court and like doing things that, and that other kids were not doing, but I didn't know that that wasn't normal until I started to get a little bit older. And I'm like, mommy, why has daddy been shot five times? And (laughs) you know, why, why are we uh, making pallets and sleeping in the back of a a station wagon, you know, while, while daddy's in night court and you don't really understand these things, but then it's like, I I kept saying like, let's write a book. Let's do a, let's do a podcast. Like, and we never took the time to do it, you know, and then he got sick and then he passed. And so it's like, if I just could go back and like record all Mm. those crazy things, and it's like, that's what a podcast can do like for your kids and your grandkids and their kids and your grandkids and like it's a legacy thing really yes. it's like your content and your videos and all the things that you're sharing can be a legacy so that your friends and family like it's like you're always there and they know your backstory and they know where you came from and that's like a really cool thing and i don't think people in our modern day age of social media think about it that way but as you said the older I get, the more time precious is. And I realize like being present and then making those memories. I mean, I am the aunt and the friend who's like, we got to take a picture. We got to take a video. And then at the end of the year, you know, I use the app one SE, which is one second every day. And Mm. it puts together like 365 days of 365 seconds. And it shows a snapshot. And then I send it to everybody and my friends, and they're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, right. When you're making fun of me and you're like, God, do we have to take another right. picture or video? You drive me crazy. Right. And I'm like, because these are memories and like, we need to preserve the memories. And the other thing I will say too, is like, don't rely on social media to keep up with your memories. Like it's nice that Facebook reminds you every year and two years and three years and four years now. I'm like, really, this happened four years ago. Why are you sending me this? But whatever. But it's like, I mean, some, some people that we listened to, um, on one of the thing, things where we were speaker at, I was listening to some guy say that YouTube took his channel down and gave him no reasoning whatsoever. Yeah. And I've also had a client's Instagram get hacked and she only did Instagram. And so, and she got her, her handle back, but all of her content was gone for years. And that sucks. That's an empty feeling. So it's like, that's another reason to go put stuff in different places as a scrapbook, you know, to leave a legacy. So you don't rely on a third party, like all of our videos. I don't know if you do this. Like we also put things on Vimeo, like to back everything up, but do you back your videos up or you just put them on YouTube? We, well, the, the, the long form videos are going basically exclusively on YouTube, although Facebook is something I may be considering, but yeah, basically there, although I do store it all on our cloud drive, right? So all that, yep. all that data is still backed up on a cloud drive and on our server and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but I mean, it's such a great analogy because I hate taking those photos, right? I hate like when I'm at Disney world with the family, I'm like, all right, another photo, you know, but I'll tell you what, 
when you're back at the hotel room or a week later and you bust out your phone and you want to see those photos, did you make them? What did you make? Because it's so easy to say, ah, I just, I don't feel like recording that podcast or I don't feel like posting that YouTube video today, but guess what? Next week, a year from now, you're going to look back. What are you going to think of yourself? Right. And it's difficult. Per, I, let me put it this way. I think the most important characteristic of an entrepreneur or someone that's going to be successful is perseverance, period. That you're, It's not expertise. It's not your network. It's not your wits or how smart. It's your ability to persevere. It, it, that, if you can persevere, you're, because you're, <laughs> it's, it's all about ups and downs. There are days where I just, I'm not with it. You know, I just feel like crap. There's days where I feel like excited. I'm reared up. I'm ready to go. And, but recognize that everyone goes through that. Everyone from, you know, the, the queen of England to, you know, someone in, you know, the, the poorest man, we all have ups and downs. That that's normal, but don't let the negative side of social media be the cause of that, of, of the downs and the ups. And like you said, make sure it's just like they say, surround yourself with the right people. Do the same thing on social media. I have never once sat and scrolled and looked at someone and felt like jealousy or I wish this, I wish that. I don't even let my brain go there. I don't have the time for it. And so the other day I was telling some of the, the girls that I was trying to get them excited about TikTok and Clubhouse. And I'm like, think of it as just like touching people's lives. And it's not about the number. It's about the quality of the value. And even if like one girl, she literally held her phone up. She's like, I only have five likes. I'm like, but do you realize that's five people's lives that you could have changed or touched in a good way? And like social media is meant to be social and like going viral could be great, but like even on TikTok, we had a video, an Apple video go viral. And it's like, do I, is that going to help me? Like, do I, are those followers going to learn from me? Are they eventually going to turn into customers? I don't know, but it's like going viral for the right thing. But if you go viral for the wrong thing, just doing something silly, I don't know if those followers are actually going to bring something or bring value like to the community that you're growing. So it's like, be very intentional what you're putting out. But I'm like, girls, if you spend half the time creating content, then you are scrolling because they're sitting there telling me how they're scroll for two and three hours Yes, while they should be sleeping. I'm like, just create, take half the time and create some of the content and get when people are scrolling, have them stop on your content instead of you stopping on everyone else's content. And, right. you know, then, then they go through the whole head trash thing of, but what if it, and I'm like, you're going to have trolls. I'm just going to tell you, but when you're confident and you know your shit and you, for every 10 people you were helping, you might have one person that just like you mentioned, the person said, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, I don't care because there's nine other people that I am helping in the group. So you can go find someone else's page to troll on. Like, it's okay. I don't even let it, I don't think about it. I don't put energy towards it. I, I'm yeah. literally well, like, I, I'll pray for you. <laughs> I, well, that's, I feel sorry for them, right? I, I feel sorry for someone. If you could, if you have the time to watch my video and then down on me, like, yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry things went wrong for you. But, you know, when you're ready to, when you're ready to come around and be positive, I'm here. No, but, and I, I think that a lot of, that this jealousy problem 
I just want to put it out there that the, the person that you are so jealous of, they're using a fake filter, all the followers that they have, they're all fake. You may not realize this, but that person that you love or that you, that you are jealous of that has 150,000 followers, they're all fake. All those comments that they have, they're all fake. They're, they're paying for them all, you know? So just, you know, I think the most important mentality, and I'm, I'm doing like, this is the most important, but I just focus on just being a little bit better than yesterday. Yep. You know, your, your, your first video is not going to be that great. You're not going to run a marathon your first day. You got to put in the reps, but just focus on being a little better than yesterday. Persevere. It's all going to work out. You're going to be all right. Yep. This was so helpful. It's a great note to end on. Just try to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Just show up for yourself. You're in charge of you. Show up for you. And then one by one, the audience does build, but you have to show up consistently as you. People like you for you. So I could go down a whole nother podcast rabbit hole of how many companies we get DMs from of buying followers and buying comment. It's like, you don't really know what's real anymore. Right. And I'm like, I don't even respond anymore. I used to say like, no, thank you. And then I'm like, we're just going to delete it. Like I'm, we're not interested in that. Right. So yeah, that, that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but if people want, so we know that you're on clubhouse. So if you guys want to go and connect with Mark on clubhouse, and then we'll put the show notes to your podcast. That's amazing. And your YouTube channel. And I know that you're fairly active on Instagram as well. Do you have a favorite place where, and, and you're into TikTok? Like, is there a favorite place where you hang out where you want people to go to connect with you? Right now, because of Clubhouse, I think Instagram is probably where I'm most accessible. Just DM at Mark Savant Media on Instagram. I'd love to talk to you. DM me. Let's do it. So I had Jasmine Starr on my show last week. She made this recommendation of putting secret code words in your episodes. I was like, that's cool. So I want everyone DM me at Mark Savant Media on Instagram. DM me profit. DM me profit. DM me profit. I'll know that you heard me here on Angela's show. I love it. Two F's and two T's. But hey, if they spell profit the money way, that's okay too. <laughs> we'll give it to you. We'll give you the, the secret code. I love it. Thank you so much for being here and everybody listening. Thank or watching. Thank you so much for being here and be sure to tune into another episode next week on business unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of business unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.